0: Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout podcast. Kelly here, your host, and today we are going to talk all about handling our family drama. This is a topic that is pretty much relevant at all times and in all ways. Perhaps the holidays are coming up and you know you're going to see your family members Maybe it's a family reunion or maybe you just check in with them regularly and run into the same kinds of conflict each time. Again, you are not alone and so it is really important that we give you some tips on how to deal with this. I know there is nothing more beautiful and more stressful than being with your family. The highs of reconnecting with people, the great memories, the smell in the kitchen might bring back all this great moments from your childhood. But there also could be that uncle that's just a little bit on the inappropriate side. Or political drama where two of your family members or half of your family falls on one spectrum and then the half on the other or religious conflict. If someone in your family and it's holiday season doesn't celebrate Christmas, they may celebrate another holiday or none at all. All of these things make family gatherings wonderful, but also rife and ready for some drama. And so today my goal is to give you really 10 tips to help you manage this, and an assignment for you at the end to try to practice at least one of these tips for your next family engagement. Burnout comes in all forms. It's not just work burnout. Sometimes we have family relationship burnout that we get overwhelmed, we get disconnected, and the temptation may be to either react in a couple ways. Completely shut down and go to Tahiti in your mind. Maybe you're the role of the peacemaker, which many black women find themselves trying to just de-escalate and manage conflict on all sides. Maybe you're the combatant. You come in there and tell him, no, that is inappropriate. Step away, Uncle Joe. Or you're the person who basically avoids everything. You leave. Maybe you're the person that leaves and packs up early. You're like, it's great for the first hour, but by about hour and 10 minutes, I've got to get my to-go plate and I am out. Whoever you are and however you handle family conflict... These tips will help you. So the first one is going to be adjusting your attitude. What happens when it's about time for family gatherings? They're stressful and your anxiety might be just up and going up and up and up. As a mental health professional, and you don't even need me to tell you this, you know how that can be difficult for you, right? That when you start being anxious, you start thinking about the worst thing that's gonna happen, it makes you tense, it makes you miserable, and you're not even able to enjoy the positive things about your family members. So instead, think about adjusting your attitude with a mindfulness practice. I always tell people, it doesn't have to be a long 40-minute yoga session but it can be. But it can also be as simple as a two-minute guided meditation or body scan where you check in with your body and you release parts of your body, where you speak affirmations to yourself. Really anything that's mindful for two minutes or five minutes can de-escalate. And I recommend doing that literally the week of seeing your family. Don't wait to do it sitting in the car already being triggered by seeing the car of your least favorite family member showing up or hearing an argument overflowing in the house, right? Do it before. So step one, don't let your stress level get high and adjust your attitude. Step two is have realistic expectations. You know your family better than anybody else. Every year, don't come in thinking it's going to be the most miraculous family reunion of all time. If your family is regularly getting into scraps and in arguments, right? If your family is a type of family that's like, uh, how did you look? Comments on your physical appearance, your weight, your outfit. And every year you got an aunt who's saying, oh, you got fat this year? Or you are still single? Don't expect that this is gonna be the year that your, your aunt isn't gonna say those things. She's going to, right? So to minimize conflict with these relatives, just minimize your contact with them. And keep yourself realistic about what's going to happen. Know that the same people who generally cause the drama are going to be the same people that are going to cause the drama at the next family function. So once you know that, you can plan for attack, so to speak, and either avoid them or come up with some tips. This leads us to step three. Keep potentially upsetting topics off limits. We all know there are certain conversations and questions that is just like, lighting a match and throwing it in gasoline to our family members, even to ourselves. Politics and religion obviously should be off the table at any family gathering because they have a way of just stretching and putting tension on family bonds that are already maybe sensitive or uncomfortable. But there may be other questions that maybe we don't even know are upsetting to our family members that we may ask completely innocently like, are you seeing anyone? Are you still single? When are you having kids? What are you going to do after college? What's your job situation looking like? When are you going to get promoted? There are times we may ask questions with the best of intentions, and yet the result becomes we end up really hurting our family members. My suggestion instead, why don't you have some thoughtful, open-ended questions and invite your family to update you on their life instead of probing for information. So for example, tell me what's going on new in your life. What have you been up to? I want to hear everything. Tell me it all. That gives people the discretion and the ability to decide what they want to share. And then you can naturally take the conversation from there. If they talk about their last final, or they talk about this new person they're seeing, you can then ask more questions, but it stops you from getting into topics that can make someone shut down, feel uncomfortable, or on the worst case scenario, spark arguments. Ask open-ended questions, keep it light, and let your family member guide the discussion. Tip number four, don't drink too much. (laughs) There is a saying in Latin that basically translates, in wine there is truth. However, we have to acknowledge that sometimes keeping it real can go wrong. And when we have a couple of drinks on board, that is when we are real prime time to tell people about themselves in a way that is not going to heal, but is going to definitely cut and hurt. Please, please avoid drinking too much if, you, if there's a lot of family tension, It makes inhibitions go lower. It makes you more likely to become aggressive and defensive on things that you'd let go. It also makes you more likely to say things that may be harmful to others. If you are hosting the family event, also moderate the liquor that is served. There's nothing wrong with having a great drink, but maybe having open bar the whole night long for family members that you know cannot be trusted or are gonna say something that's gonna really start some drama, cut down the alcohol. What if 2024 you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy, and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks is designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash BGB. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash bgb spelled b-a-b-b-e-l dot com slash bgb rules and restrictions may apply this show is sponsored by better help if you had one extra hour in your day how would you use it i know for me i'd love to read more spend more time with the people i love be more efficient in what i do But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched to a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/burnout. In exchange for cutting down the alcohol, think about getting active. Think about putting together a family itinerary or plans to do at the next family event, whether it's a holiday or reunion or just a get together, think about how to cut down the alcohol, but up the fun, whether it's playing games, get out the dominoes and go for it, going for a walk or even watching a movie together, any of those things that can keep you active, having a barbecue and going to a location to barbecue. Redirect your family's energy into activities that's going to make them engaged and not dramatic. The next tip is practice tolerance. Learn to let go. One of the themes for, I really think this podcast is understanding that you can opt out of struggle. We've talked about it before. You can opt out of struggle. And so part of practicing tolerance is choosing to opt out of struggle. Practicing tolerance does not mean that you think it's okay that someone has asked you a question that makes you feel uncomfortable. But it does allow space to not let you react and be in constant reaction to people who say things that may be insensitive, even if they're well-meaning. Where possible and where there is room for it, be tolerant of the kind of quirks or irritating behaviors of other family members. Know your line and know when it is to jump in and say that's unacceptable. But for things that are not up to the line, try not to engage in taking offense and struggling against the family member who is going to be, again, managing your expectation. Our second tip is going to just be who they are. Along with that, practice gratitude. One of the ways to do so is to think about what's going to be great about the upcoming family event, whether it's the fantastic cooking that your mama engages in or a family member does, being around the family that you have that's in good health, the fact that you're in good health, that you are going to be around people who make you laugh Or maybe it's just simply, it's the weather. It's a perfect winter day. Or it is perfectly sunny and it's the opposite. It's warm and it's perfect. There's a gentle breeze in the air. There's always a reason to be thankful. And when you develop a daily gratitude practice, it becomes really easy to focus on the positive and be better about practicing that tolerance, right? And letting go of the negative. This goes along with accepting that the only thing you can control is your reaction. There's only so much you can do when it comes to your family. You've made a choice, they're your family, you love them, they're not perfect, but this is where we're at. And if that's the case, it's really important to think about what you can control. You can't control that your crazy Uncle Joe is going to just be wild after a drink. You can't control that there's that one family member that continuously asks you if you're still single or comments on your physical appearance. But you can control your reaction. And again, it's a choice to let things bother us and fester or to let them go. And where there is room for it, control your reaction and honor yourself and say, I don't need to engage in this conversation, so I am going to step out of it and leave rather than get into a tense conversation and end up being in a fight with a family member over an event or a holiday. The other thing you can say that can minimize your reaction and minimize tension is, let's not get into that now and change the topic. If the person won't let it go, again, exit the situation. You can't control what's said to you, but you can control how you react to it. The eighth tip for managing family during times of holidays or events or get-togethers is bring a happy reminder. Bring something that will trigger great conversation and trigger positivity. It is not helpful when family events get derailed again by too much alcohol or people start talking about a topic that nobody wants to talk about. Oh, the election. Oh, I can't stand this president or whatever that is. Redirect the conversation and take control of the event by planning, as we said earlier, an activity with your family, but also bring a reminder. Maybe it's a photo album, bring some photo albums or getting photo albums out from the house and opening them up and showing everybody the pictures of people from when they were younger, parents when they were younger, or your grandparents or your aunts and uncles and cousins, reminders of happy events. It goes a long way to relieving stress and de-escalating conflict during a family get together. Last but not least, take lots of time to engage in relaxation and take lots of deep breaths. And I mean lots. Don't just take a deep breath take like 10 deep breaths, take six deep breaths. It's really important that you learn to regulate your breathing and learn to exhale. And when it comes to your family, exhaling is something you just got to do sometimes to get through it. You have no control of how your relatives are going to be or what drama may jump off in the end, but you can control your reaction and you can control your body. And making sure to take a deep breaths from your diaphragm, like really breathe into the bottom of your stomach and exhale through your mouth will do wonders to regulate your nervous system and make sure you are not burned out on family drama. So did you find anything that you could put into practice either today or at your next family event? If you're struggling to find something, I have a little assignment for you. And the assignment is Engage in some mindfulness the week before your family event. Take two minutes to take deep breaths, to visualize what you're grateful for, what you might be excited for in the upcoming event, and really infuse relaxation into your body so that you are not stressed at your next family event. If you got it and you want some extra credit, think about this for your next family event find a happy reminder. Whether it's an old photo album or cards that you've collected, bring those to your next family event and then see how you can change the conversation, make it light and enjoyable. So that's it for this episode of the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of each other.